This is episode 301 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know, if you're pregnant and want step-by-step guidance on how to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, how to prepare mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing, how to have your partner feel confident to support you during birth, and how to navigate a smoother postpartum recovery. My Bump to Birth Method online program is available for you to join. It's three programs in one, covering pregnancy, birth prep, and postpartum recovery, plus you get lifetime access to the program content and bonuses. Bump to Birth Method is my on-demand, self-paced online program where you can learn from the comfort of your own home through video and audio lessons on how to best connect to your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy beyond traditional Kegels, my top strategies to prepare your mind, body, and pelvic floor for labor, how to best support you and your pelvic floor during pushing, key strategies for your partner to support you during labor, and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum. Bonuses include expert interviews, core and pelvic floor yoga class, three strength training workouts, hospital and home birth bag lists, meditation tracks for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery. Whether you're preparing for your first or fifth birth, if you're ready to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, feel fully prepared mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum recovery, then head to the show notes or go to bumptobirthmethod.com to see what other expecting moms have said about bump to birth and to enroll today. Welcome back to the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Anita here. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Today's episode is a replay of one of our popular prenatal episodes about preparing for birth after a traumatic birth. In this episode, I go through seven tips that can be really helpful to consider if you're currently pregnant or you're thinking of becoming pregnant again and your previous birth was traumatic. And these are tips I go through with my prenatal physio clients, and I just find not everyone hears about these. And especially if you feel your birth was traumatic and it hasn't been validated or you still have questions around it, I really think you'll find today's episode valuable. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Anita here. And on today's episode, I'm going to be going through different steps you can take when you're preparing for another birth after having a traumatic birth. 
Now, today's episode, we're going to be going over things you can do to prepare while you're pregnant, but please know that these can be helpful if you currently are not pregnant, but thinking you may have another child in the future, or if you're not preparing for another birth, many of these steps you can still use to process your past birth. On episode 21, we had Amy Dawes on the podcast about the topic of birth trauma who is the co-founder of the Australian Birth Trauma Association. And we plan to have many more episodes on this topic in the future as well. Now, birth trauma is often thought about as physical, but it is helpful to know that actually birth trauma can often be emotional and psychological as well, which sometimes people who have not gone through it don't understand. And I want you to remember the only person that gets to decide if you've experienced birth trauma is you. For some, it can happen when birth doesn't go as you had expected. It could be about fear around baby's health. It could also be physical trauma or pain. And it can also be around the lack of support or communication from those who were at your birth with what was going on or why things were being recommended. And in my clinical practice, I've heard all of these factors and why someone has experienced birth trauma. Lack of communication and support comes up not just for clients, but also sometimes partners experience that where they felt like there was this lack of communication with what was going on during the birth. And so they felt left in the dark. So if I'm seeing someone for physiotherapy in their pregnancy for preparing for another birth, we're going over strategies as well for their partner to have that education and understanding more about birth and different strategies and options so that their partner also doesn't go through that same experience again. And a reminder too that birth trauma, it's not just about what happened during labor and birth. Sometimes birth trauma doesn't come out until after you've given birth. So let's go into some steps that can be helpful with preparing for another birth. But again, like I mentioned earlier, even if you're not currently pregnant or you're unsure if you're going to have more children, using these steps could be helpful with processing your last birth. One of the first steps that can be helpful is debriefing or going through your past birth. And this might be through speaking with someone else. So whether it's someone else who is at your birth, your partner, any other support people, if you potentially have the same care provider going through it with that care provider, it could be writing it out. And we'll talk about another step as well is potentially you may have seen or you may choose to see a counselor or a psychotherapist, a psychologist, in terms of being able to go, go through your past birth as well. So that can be helpful in terms of maybe there's some unanswered questions around how that birth went or why certain things happened or why certain things were said and they were never actually explained to you. So debriefing, processing, going through it, however works for you, can be helpful in terms of going through it again, but also potentially giving you more insight into what you need answers with. Now, what also can be helpful preparing for another birth is what support you feel would be most helpful this time around. 
So potentially support that you didn't have last time that would be helpful. And so you could be seeking out professional help, like I mentioned, a counselor, psychologist, psychotherapist who has a focus on pregnancy, postpartum and trauma. I do find this makes a difference for my clients because someone who understands these aspects really, really helps for them to have a better understanding of what you've gone through. So the trauma is one aspect of trauma informed therapist or counselor, but also that pregnancy and postpartum piece can be really helpful. So seeking out someone who's a good fit and who also has an understanding of that. Another professional that can be helpful for supporting you this time around is seeing a pelvic health physio. Whether you saw one after your last birth or not, they can be really helpful in helping you prepare physically and mentally for your upcoming birth that you may not have had last time around. And also if you've had pelvic floor issues since your last birth, and that may have been a part of the trauma that you had experienced, they'll be able to go through that during this pregnancy because there is help when it comes to pain or pelvic floor symptoms within pregnancy. You don't need to wait till postpartum to address them. Another thing to look at is preparation. So looking back at last time, did you feel you were mentally and physically prepared or maybe one more than the other or neither? Did you feel that you understood what options were available or strategies you or your partner could use during labor, but also in pregnancy to know that there are different things you can do ahead of time to prepare and also asking questions. This is something I find comes up for a lot of clients that the next time around, they feel they want to ask a lot more questions ahead of time. Sometimes we feel like we can't, um, but there are so many great care providers and care providers are meant to be there to answer our questions. So to know asking questions ahead of time, knowing questions that could be helpful to ask. And that's where going back to debriefing about your past birth will give you insight into what questions you want to ask this time around ahead of labor, but then also ones you may want to ask during labor. And with this prep, there's so many ways you can prep. Taking an evidence-based program, a prenatal class, um, online or in person, making sure it includes aspects that are really important to you, whether it's aspects of labor you really felt unprepared for last time. Could be also you want to make sure it includes information about different interventions that might come up different pain management options. So again, this is going to be so individual and that's where taking that step one is going to be helpful is looking back at last time. How did you prepare last time? What was missing out of that prep? If you feel there was anything missing and that'll help guide you on taking a course or a program and finding the best fit. And to go along with that too is understanding about advocating for your preferences, for understanding what informed consent and informed refusal means that every aspect of your birth, that information should be shared, the benefits, the risks, the alternatives, and for you to be able to make an informed decision. Because at the end, looking back at your birth, that's where I find a lot of people, even if 
your birth doesn't necessarily go as you had expected. If you were part of those decisions or if you were informed throughout and then were able to make those choices and decisions, that can drastically affect how you feel looking back at your experience. Next is talking to your care provider. So again, you may have the same or not the same care provider and sharing your last experience is going to be so, so important for them to understand what last time you felt like was lacking or what happened that you want to go over. How could we potentially get ahead of this happening again? What are different options? For them to really understand your last experience is so important. I've seen this often with my clients is going through that with your care provider this time around. So also you're going to hear, you know, options on their side or how they respond to your questions, which is also going to give you a lot of insight in preparing for your upcoming birth. To go along with some of the reasons why people may experience a traumatic birth, going back to that reason I mentioned around lack of support or language used or lack of informed consent. Those are really important for your care provider to understand. So then this time around, it should happen regardless. All of those things should be happening. Support, communication, informed consent should be happening. But again, it's bringing these up so they understand how important these are for you this time around and also for your partner. Like I said, I've, I've seen this often with clients that I am working with the client who is preparing for birth, but also we're bringing their partner into the picture as well. And I will hear from them what they found was lacking. Like I said, often it's communication. They want to be involved. They want to know what is going on. Why are things being recommended? So again, care providers understanding also from the partner perspective that they need to be in the know of why things are happening, why things are being recommended is really, really important. And also with this too, depending in terms of how, where you live in the world, how the medical system is set up, but there should always be an option to see your past charts. So often people don't realize during your birth, whether you're with a midwife or a physician, you may, if you're with a physician, often then there'll be a nurse or multiple nurses, depending on shifts involved with your birth. Regardless of which care provider you're going with, there should be a chart with everything that went on during your birth. And that's why I think people are often surprised that if you're mid with a midwife, like they're doing a lot of paperwork, they're writing a lot because they're constantly checking vitals, your vitals, what is going on, how things are changing. And then the same thing if you're with a physician and a nurse, the nurse and doctor, they're also doing a lot of charting. So there should be documents on your birth, the entire birth. And so being able to see those, and again, as the person who gave birth, you may not necessarily understand what was written, but your care provider should be able to translate that for you. So just to know that's an option. I find a lot of people are surprised to know that, that they can do that. I highly recommend, again, check with your care provider um, to see if they're able to get your past charts to go through anything which could help answer some of your questions. Another step can be considering having a doula this time around. 
Um, potentially you may have had a doula last time, but I find many times people pre preparing for another birth who had a previous traumatic birth hadn't really heard of a doula or, or considered a doula. And they've actually studied the benefits of having a doula at your birth. And one of the benefits that research has shown is they can help decrease the risk of interventions and they can also increase the, um, the potential of having a positive birth experience. So I encourage you to look into this. This is, having a doula is different than a care provider. Sometimes I get asked, you know, a midwife and a doula, are they the same thing? They are not. They complement each other very well. Um, and having a doula at a physician birth, again, complements the experience too. We've done uh, podcasts on uh, doula support as well. So you can always check that out and we will continue to have more in the future. Um, but for the purpose of this episode, I did want to bring up having a doula because having that support from a doula isn't just for you, it's also for your partner, but can really be a helpful part of your birth team and help with uh, communication. And a doula does not speak for you, but they're a great support person to have there that can remind you to ask questions or if something comes up. They can remind you of maybe potentially when you talked about preferences before birth, you had mentioned you didn't necessarily want certain aspects or certain interventions or things to be um, brought up unless absolutely medically needed. And let's say something is suggested without the follow-up of the benefits, risks, and alternatives, but within the midst of labor, you're not net, if you're not thinking to ask that, your doula is a great support person to be there to say, you mentioned before uh, before labor that this you know specific recommendation you didn't necessarily want unless it was medically needed. Do you have any questions that you want to ask? And whoever brought it up, whether it was your care provider or, or another um, person on staff, so they can just be a great person to help remind you to ask questions, to help remind you to advocate, um, and support you and your partner. So again, to go over those steps that can be helpful with preparing for another birth after a traumatic birth, but again, you can use these even if you are not pregnant or if you're looking to process your past birth. So the first tip was around debriefing, so going through your past birth, whether it's with anyone around you who was there, partners, other support people your care provider who was there or any other staff who was there, it could be writing it out as well, just so you have a way of getting it out, writing it out, speaking it, whatever works best for you. The next one was also what would help in terms of having more support this time around. So seeking out help from a professional, whether a counselor or a psychotherapist, psychologist who not only has a focus on trauma, but also on pregnancy and postpartum. Also in terms of preparation, whether it's online program, a program in person, finding one that's a good fit to help you find ways to mentally prepare and physically prepare, which looking back at your last birth, you may see aspects that you feel like you want to be more prepared for this time. Understand your options, strategies, questions to ask, understanding about informed consent, and advocating, plus your partner understanding all of this as well. To go along with this too is also pelvic health physiotherapy, seeing someone 
um, again, who's a good fit, who is local to you as well, because they'll also be able to help you prepare physically and mentally as well. The next step was talking with your care provider, which may be uh, the same or a different care provider this time around. So going over your last experience with them, having them understand what is important to you this time, whether it was last time, you know, lack of support, language used, lack of consent, or there was the communication just was not there. And also asking if they're able to go through your chart from your last birth. And the next step was around considering having a doula this time around, which could help support you and your partner. So in the show notes for this episode, I will include some links, including that other podcast episode we did about birth trauma. In many countries, there are organizations specifically around support with birth trauma. So I highly recommend checking those out wherever you live. And also know that you can always connect with me in terms of always here to support you and hear how you're doing and how you're preparing. So feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram. You can reach me at Holistic Health Physio or you can find me at To Birth and Beyond Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and